Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sometimes it's good to talk about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Sports Radio That's the number to call for a 22-minute bridge show up until Sal Akata and the Marathon 5-Hour Overnight Show you'll hear in about 20 minutes. Lots to get into tonight. The Eagles no longer undefeated as the Commanders take them down 32-21. And man, that was a bizarre game. Mainly, the referees were out of control. Missed penalties. The face mask, they probably the right call with the late hit on Heineke, but still you don't want to make that call because he was really giving himself up, and the defender tried to stop and like kind of lightly tapped him down, and that still didn't matter. And now, and obviously the face mask on Goddard, and now we have a situation where your Giants. The seven and two Giants are just one game out of first place. They have both matchups left in the second half of the season, and tons of drama going on with Big Blue and the Giants. And joining me to chat about it right now, the wonderful Michael Fleegelman. Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Rosie. It's good to be here with you. And you're—I mean, as you said, you're on the other side of the glass. I'm sitting in the studio, literally just keeping the seat warm for Sal until he gets here in 20 minutes to take you through the overnight. But it's good to be here with you. And fun talking about, if the audience doesn't know this, I know this about you. One of your favorite topics in sports is the officials. And you don't like normally going here, but you have to, if you watch this Monday night game, one of the biggest takeaways, and listen, the commanders played much better than anybody expected. Eagles with a little bit of a down game. But the big story on from this Monday night game is and should be the officials. I mean, they, they changed this game. They legit changed. There's a really good chance if they don't blow the face mask call that should have been called on Goddard on the fumble, 
that the Eagles go down the field and win this game. I agree with that. They were driving. Everything was going in that direction. And then the worst part for the officials is they have to look at it because it's a turnover and every play is reviewed and they go underneath the hood of the iPad, whatever they use these days. I believe Alex Kemp was the lead official tonight. And he's got to look in that and say, oh my gosh, what the hell did we miss? How did how did every single official, the line judge, me, everyone missed the call. The guy got his neck taken off almost. And it's the kind of play, like, they're supposed to be watching that. That's where their focus is supposed to be. At least a couple of those officials on the field won because it's a safety call, as John Perry said on ESPN afterwards. It's a safety call, so somebody's got to have an eye on that. Then some of the officials should be looking because that's the ball carrier. So that's where the play is at that point in time. You're no longer worrying about holding 20 yards up the field. That's where... I mean, what, four or five of the officials on the field, their eyes should be dead set on Dallas Goddard as he's being tackled, and nobody sees that face mask. And like you said, they have to go to the replay. Now, we understand it's not reviewable, but they have to watch this as they're wondering whether or not he was down by contact. to go, oh, wow, yeah, we we badly messed this one up. Bad, an awful we badly, you, And you would think that they badly missed it. It was so terrible, so blatant, that later in the game, on the late hit that ends the game, that we've always said this before, I make up calls after a brutal missed call like that. You'll see the 10-yard holding that they could call on every play, but now is when we decide to throw it in there. Maybe you give the Eagles a makeup call and you don't call that really ticky-tack late hit that could have gone either way. I think it's, I, because I think, as, listen, as Graham starts diving, Heineke hasn't given himself up yet. Right. So to say, yeah, he gave himself up, well, it's bang-bang, it's live action. When he's jumping to make the tackle, Heineke's still running. And listen, these are, if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan tonight, listen, you should be annoyed at your team because they didn't play well enough. No, but they didn't play nearly. Th- there as... are games when you're you're ticked off at the officials. This is going to be one of them. Uh, yeah, this is one of them. They didn't play nearly as well. First time trailing the entire season going into the second half. That was all over the place tonight. And again, I don't know if this is just like a smart play from Heineke that he takes the knee when he sees the defender coming towards him, and he's just hoping that that happens. Because as soon as it happened, he popped up. He knew exactly what was going on. So it's either a really smart play by Heineke or a really lucky play. I think it's both. And you know who it reminded me of? Something we've seen uh, watching Jet games. I'm a Jets fan. You're a Jets fan. It's what Mac Jones has been doing since day one in the league where they're baiting guys for these calls. The late hit on C.J. Mosley a couple weeks ago, that absolutely was not a late hit. Gene Steratore, they even come on TV and say, yeah, that's not a late hit. It's a clean play. But some of these quarterbacks are baiting you for that call instead of fighting for that extra yard. Let me take a chance and go down and see if I can draw this 15-yard penalty that will give me 15 yards and another first down. Why not? So Heineke was very smart in that position. You just wish the referees would be a little bit smarter and realize, okay, this wasn't unnecessary roughness. This wasn't him launch, you know, going for the head or anything like that. This was a guy trying to make a tackle with the game on the line, and it ended up because of a split-second decision by two different people ending up being the wrong kind of contact at the wrong time. Those are the fouls that, again, if it's all about safety, then how do you miss the Dallas Goddard face mask? Right, where he's got to get helped off the field. You know, with the um, with, with the Philly trainer coming on, yeah, and and again, I don't. Wanna... We're, not, we're even forgetting this. Uh, the one they called on Gardner Johnson, the late hit on the sideline when the runner's clearly in bounds. The, 
here's the thing about that. He's then he hits him in bounds, but he then stands over him almost. And I think that's kind of what it really was. If you just hits him but and that's walks not away, what they called. Of course, it's not. If they're calling the reaction, then you know what? You can call the oh, this guy neck turned around sideways. His face mask was probably grabbed. If I'm gonna assume one thing, maybe I could just assume the other and throw. I mean, there's no consistency. These refs have way too much control. Yes, we've seen it at Pat. Listen, the Jets game a couple weeks ago against the Patriots. You could argue that John Franklin Myers penalty. There were similar hits on Zach Wilson the week after that, that arm call. There was the late helmet hit on the sideline late in the game that would have ended the game. There have been in the past, and there are going to be Giants games that are decided by bad calls. I think think about the game Giants Commanders last year with the offsides call, the flag that the refs got wrong. It's the final play of the game. That changes the Giants went to a, a Giants loss. Huge. There are games where these officials have way too much power. Right, and I don't know what to do. And as Keith McPherson says, NFL bogus. And it's and it's based only on the officiating. Based on the only on... There's no... There's no really, like, easy outcome you can do. There's no solution to this. Unless you're going to get the Hawkeye system that tennis has. And every single call is just going to be computerized. And every call... And there's no... You just take the human element out of it. Honestly, you know who I'd start by listening to? And there's another one we missed that happened Sunday that would have changed. We're talking about as the game of the year. Almost changed the result of that game. The Gabe Davis pass along the sideline. Clearly clearly hit the ground. Clearly incomplete. Replayed the whole point of the replay booth. They exist for in the final two minutes when the coaches can't challenge to get the call down quickly. They don't do it. And Belichick said in his press conference today, coaches should have challenges in the last two minutes. Why not? Especially if the replay isn't going to be quick enough to serve its entire purpose. We'll then put it on the coaching staff. If it's on them for the other 56 minutes in the game, make it be on the head coach and their own system for the last four minutes, two in each half. I mean, whatever it is, there is a better system than the one that exists. There has to be and a better I'd system. Start, you know, maybe there's no perfect solution right now. I would start by listening to the greatest football mind of all time and the greatest coach of all time. You know, Forget the competition committee. Let Bill Belichick sit in there, give you a couple guidelines for rules, and let's at least try them out. That's fair. I think that's right, and I wonder how much of this, and I'm sure this is going to happen in I wonder if this happens in Philly, how much of this takes away from the fact that the Eagles just didn't play well. I, th- I think that's the, a big factor that will go overlooked, including the eight-minute drive, I believe, that Washington had to end the first half. Really, you know, good stuff by Ron Rivera taking away, because he knew Jalen Hurts. He knew he knows what that offense can do, and he totally neutralized that. Right, he had the perfect game plan. He said, I'm going to dare you to stop us running the ball, and the Eagles weren't able to do that. We're, we're, the Goddard one shouldn't have been a turnover because there was a penalty. The Eagles had other turnovers. In the, I mean, Quez Watkins, when you make that great downfield catch, and you get up, and you immediately lose the ball, That that's on you. That's on the player. Yes. yes, the Eagles absolutely did not play well. I think because they had been so good for the first eight games of the season, and they were undefeated, the story, especially nationally, where we don't care as much of, oh, why the Eagles weren't as good on Monday night as they had been all season, the story is going to be the officials. The because officiating, yes. those calls, everybody watching on TV, everybody could see what happened. How can't any of these guys on the field? That's a, uh, uh, Mike, that's a fair point. With the Watkins situation, I think that's just like a natural human instinct. He know, Well, one, it's a good move by him. He knows he's not tackled. So he immediately gets up and runs. Right, if he gets up and runs in the end zone, we're praising him. But yes. here's the problem with that. Hold on to the football. He's, he didn't see the guy coming. And it's great play. I forgot the guy's name who uh, made the uh, who made the strip fumble, in, uh, essentially. But we have this going on now. So now the Eagles, 8-1. and one, Giants, seven, only game out now. Two matchups left the rest of the rest of the season, and the Giants fans already on social media 
saying this is well within our grasp to do this. Eagles haven't really been challenged at all this year before tonight. First loss. How are they going to react? How are they going to respond? And you have Giants fans really because getting behind their team here after, you know, not an impressive win yesterday, but a win nonetheless. They did what they have to do as long as you, it's kind of like you don't care how the magician does the trick. You just care about the ending. They win. That's really all that matters. And they win, and now they're 7-2, and two, and they're right in it. And listen, that you know, two games would be a tougher deficit now that it's only one. And technically, of course, you say, well, they could be tied after next week because the Giants play the Lions. You would think the Giants should win that game. The Colts host the Eagles. And after what you saw Sunday, maybe there are people believing, oh, maybe Jeff Saturday's not an all-time terrible hire, and they'll be able to beat the Eagles. Now, I would expect the Eagles to respond after what happened today, but... It's much more in play being only one game. And now if the Giants just keep pace, that's put you in a position to not, okay, we have to sweep the Eagles and beat them both times. It puts you in a position when you play the Eagles in the middle of December to say, hey, win that game, tie this team, put more pressure on them, and then anything can happen. Right. And I th- and honestly, I think most objective fans probably say coaching edge, Dable over Sirianni. I, I know Sirianni's really good, obviously, offensive mind. I get it. But I think most football fans kind of like the uh, the calmness of Brian Dable, minus going nuts on the linemen at the end of the first half yesterday. But just you feel like he has a really good grasp of the game no matter what spot the team is in. And we don't know exactly what Sirianni is going to do in those crunch time spots because he really hasn't had that many this year. I love Brian Dayball. I think he's a top 10 coach in this league. I'll give him the coaching advantage over most of the coaches. And this is not meant to be a defensive Sirianni. I can't take a lot away from the guy where he was a first-time coach last year. He made the playoffs as a wild card. It's the same thing Brian Dayball is probably going to do this year with this team. Got them to places that were unexpected with a quarterback that a lot of people did not believe him in. Got him to play better. So I'll call this more of a neutral on the coaching. And it's not a knock on Dayball. It's just that... I don't think it's fair for me to take anything away from Sirianni with what he's accomplished in his short time in the league. That's fair. Playoffs last year, 8-1 and one this year, it's hard to knock the guy. That's fair. I, no, Even I, though he's a little weird. I mean, <laughs> he is, but he seems like he might be perfect for that city and that team yes. right now. Yeah. And there are people who would look at Dayball blowing up at guys on the sideline and say, yeah, that might be a little you know, non-traditional, especially in the modern era, but it's perfect for this Giants team, and it's perfect for New York. Right. And I think we now have a situation as we head into Thanksgiving, end of November, for the first time in who knows how long, both football teams are relevant. Both of our local football teams, the Jets and the Giants, are relevant, realistic postseason appearances. That's in the mix. That's in the air. And we now have two sports, baseball and now football, where both of our local teams had realistic shots to go far. Now, baseball didn't happen, obviously. but And I don't know if it's going to happen with, with, with Jets or the Giants. Because I think a lot of people probably outside of New York think they don't trust both teams yet. Jets have a really tough schedule the rest of the way, obviously. Um, and so do the Giants. And the Giants are on CBS, fourth toughest. Yeah, and I, think that, and I think people are still questioning Daniel Jones. With good reason, I think. And I think that got brought up a lot today is how much of this 
how much of this street that the Giants have been on is on the shoulder of Daniel Jones and on the uh, legs I did, of Daniel Jones? I did Jones. three hours of that last night on the overnight, okay. and most of the four hours the night before was about that. It's a hot topic with Giants fans, but you're right. Listen, these two football teams, I still wouldn't expect a deep run from either one of them, but it is possible. It's Monday night right now. We're about to flip the clock to Tuesday. It is possible a week from right now these teams are in first place in their divisions. Two months ago, two and a half months ago, I mean, you would have laughed at anybody who even suggested one of those teams would have a chance at the top spot in their division. Zero and chance. it's not even because, oh, well, the division fell apart and they're you know near first place at four and five or around 500. No, no, no. The Bills, the Eagles, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Patriots, all these teams as good or better than you expected them to be. And the Giants and Jets are right there with them. Right, th- right there. It's it's a credit to the team. I mean, me and you, to both teams, on the Jets for a second before we wrap up here. Me and you have spoken about Robert Sala, how we're not really convinced that he's a really good head coach. But I want to give the guy some credit here because of what he's done the last few weeks. Um, listen, he's mainly a defensive coach, obviously, and the defense is a top five defense in the league at this point. It's it's a wonderful defense. Really interested to see how they react off the bye. Another huge game. I know everyone's calling the Patriots uh, a must-win game. I'm not. It would be nice to win. I don't know if it's a must-win. It would certainly be a nice win. And I honestly think for Jets fans, it's more of a they want to win just to beat the Patriots. I don't even think they're thinking about our record right now. I think they just want to beat the hell out of the Patriots because of everything that that organization has done to our organization for the past 15 or 20 years. No, that's a big part of it. But whereas like, I don't know if the Giants will play a must game for a while because of everything they accomplished. I mean, they could go to Dallas on Thanksgiving and lose. And it's okay. The streak is coming to an end. They've been a really good and hot football team all year, assuming they're 8-2 and two at that point. You're going to lose some games. The Jets, after what happened a couple weeks ago against the Patriots, when for so much of the game, they looked like the better team, and they gave that game away, and their quarterback played the way he did. And yes, this might be unfair to the group right now, but all of the baggage of the last 20 years it's on between them. these two organizations, and this is a game where if the Jets win it, they're in first place by virtue of a tiebreaker for now. If they lose this game and the Bills win on Sunday, well, and the Jets are in last place in the AFC East, I am, this is a must-win game for the Jets. This is if they want to signal to people that this is a brand-new team, a brand-new organization, and I think it kind of is anyway, but if they really want to make that statement and convince a lot of the doubters, you're going to have to get the job done on Sunday. You have to go in and slay the beast. New England is one and they're team. they're not a beast right now have, at all. Right. I'm talking the metaphorical yes. beast no, no, with no, the Patriots. Right. And, and Bill I'm Belichick. Saying, that yes. team, we watched them. If you watch them all year, even if you just watched them against the Jets two Sundays ago, that team is not very good, and that team is not the New England Patriots you remember. They're beatable. The Jets, maybe not at the quarterback. If he makes mistakes, you don't trust him. But one through 53. The Jets are a better team. I agree with Go that. Go prove it. Go. That is a must win for the Jets. I, I, I agree with that. And I think even Salah said today in his press conference that I th- a lot of people externally are putting four or five Zach Wilson plays in that game against him. They're yeah, because because that, that, those four or five plays lost the game. Lost it. And I think that's, it was close. that's the fact that he still that Salah still doesn't get is that you can your your quarterback can be good for. 70 or a solid for 70 or 5 percent of the game, but those 25 percent, the crunch time plays, he hasn't done it yet. And I think Salah still fails to 
grasp that. And that, look, I, he might understand it as just trying to defend his young quarterback publicly, but in those meeting rooms and in the conversations, they have to understand you can be good 98% of the plays. If you make those one or two mistakes that cost your team a game, you're the quarterback, it's going to be all anybody remembers. I agree with that. Mike, this was wonderful. This is a nice little 20 minutes. I look forward to switching seats with you momentarily. Oh, uh, momentarily? You're switching seats? I'm, I go out, you come in? And we're in. just missing Marco coming in. And Hi, we're just Marco. missing Marco. What a shame. All right, that's it for me, and that's it for Fleegs. Salicata coming your way in a matter of minutes, matter of moments. A Marco Belletti update coming at midnight. And that's that. So the Commanders beat the Eagles 32-21. The Eagles unbeaten no more. The 72 Dolphins, which everyone bitches and complains about. They can be happy. They can have the bourbon, pop the champagne, etc., etc. The Giants, one game out of first place. This is Paul Rosenberg and Flegelman. Have a good night, everybody. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.